You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And all right, for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate of on3.com. And right now, you can get a full year sub for $10 or four months for $1. So go sign up. Join us at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of own3.com. I'm sorry that just now, on this Wednesday, you're getting your first talk of champions of the week. I have been sick as a dog. Keith knows this. Every one of you with kids knows this. They bring something home, and guess who catches it? You. And I have been absolutely sick as a dog. So it's going to be a shorter talk of champions. And then Zach and I, Zach Barry and I, who works with me at the Ole Miss Spirit, are going to do a talk of champions recruiting on Thursday. So that's going to be the two shows. And then we'll get back to normal next week. And Brad and I will be back with the postgame show on Saturday, following Ole Miss's game against Texas A&M. It's just been a very long, sick-filled week for me. But today, I've got Keith Carter. He's the man. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever going to actually be able to retire? Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. Thomas specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, Ben, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? How are things going? Things are great. We're just, uh, man, what a busy week, but a, but a good week. going to be a lot of great Ole Miss activities for sure. Ole Miss won in basketball the season opener against New Orleans on Tuesday night. Part of that was unveiling what is now the SJB Pavilion. How do you feel that went? Yeah, it was great. You know, we had a ceremony before the before the game to honor, you know, Sandy and John Black for for their their gift and and just their generosity to, to put their name on the pavilion. And uh, you know, I thought all the signage turned out great and, and looks really really good. And just a, you know, just a huge thank you to to the Blacks for for what they've done. It's really you know changed the the course of, of Ole Miss athletics and and you know transformational gift like that was is just unbelievable but uh you start off with that and then I thought the team played well you know I thought they played played good last night a little little shaky on Friday in the exhibition but uh you know I thought last night you really saw that this team's going to have a lot of depth you know they've got a lot of a lot of weapons and uh you know it's going to be interesting for Kermit to see how he you know gets everybody playing time because I think there's a lot of a lot of guys on that team that are you know, capable of, of having a big year and uh, seeing what that chemistry is going to look like is, is going to be an interesting dynamic. But uh, uh, excited to, you know, year four for Kermit that, uh, you know, it's finally his guys and his style. And I think we saw a little bit of that last night. You know, they got him down the court a little little more and you could tell there's a little more freedom with, with the shooting and, you know, the, the transition stuff was really cool. So uh, should be a lot of fun. Year four for Kermit, that seems really surreal in a lot of ways because I just remember that search so vividly and you were such an active part of that search. You and Ross were doing that together, but really you spearheaded that. What is it like for you to see Kermit now in year four? You just extended him. What went into that this far deep into it with Kermit? This is the guy that you picked. 
Yeah, you know, we love Kermit. You know, I think uh, you know it, it was it was interesting how it all got started. You know, in, in a in a normal scenario, you you kind of have the the build up year in year one and two, and uh, you know, kind of build into it. Well, you know, his first year, he goes to the tournament, wins SEC Coach of the Year, and then we've had a couple years, you know, that probably didn't go quite like he wanted to. You know, and so I, I think this is a, a big year for him again, as far as having his guys and you know having his you know his fingerprints all over the program now, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, the, the contract, you know, that was kind of an interesting deal because we, we had extended Kermit back after the season. We went ahead and did that and we just never really announced it. And so we, we thought it was a good idea to go ahead and get that word out, you know, before the season as, as, you know, Kermit's, you know, finishing up and recruiting and doing some things there. So, uh, you know, we thought that made a lot of sense, but, uh, we're excited about the future with Kermit. You know, this team should be a lot of fun and, you know, Coach O, Coach O in her fourth year as well. You know, but I think both of the teams over at the, pavilion this year are going to have great seasons and uh you know two teams that certainly could could make the tournament kind of a backhanded way of saying hey ben do your job better right you know extended him in the spring come on ben do your job better well well no i didn't i didn't mean it like I'm, that i'm you kidding know, it's I a never, fun joke say that but come on yeah yeah but but you know I, I we we looked at that and you know we we did we made the announcement with coach yo and and i guess we kind of quietly did kermit's extension and, and didn't didn't make the announcement so i think it was certainly the right the right call to go ahead and get that out there and create a little buzz, you know, leading into the season. But, uh, you know, really excited about both of those coaches and, and uh, where they have their programs. What are the discussions like right now with Lane Kiffin? Because you know, he's going to be pursued come December. Coach Kiffin is going to be pursued every year. You know, he's going to win games. He's a guy that's, you know, uh, very attractive from a standpoint of energy and, you know, somebody that can come in and galvanize a fan base and, and, and just bring that, you know, fan morale to a program and, and those type of things. So, uh, you know, I think for us, it, it's important that we're always proactive. Uh, we've been in conversations with, with coach and his representation, you know, over the past few weeks. And, you know, we, we want coach Giffen to be a, be a rebel for a long time. And, and honestly, I think he feels the same way, you know, he feels like he can do it here and build a great program. And, um, you know, so I think we're, we're in a good spot there, but, you know, certainly want to be proactive with that and, 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 and not get behind because we all know that once, you know, late November, early December gets here, that silly season, uh, can be just that very silly and, and, and a lot of things flying around and, and you know we, we'd love to get ahead of it and, and that's what we're trying to do well, that's what I was curious about do y'all have those kind of conversations because obviously you see the rumors you hear the rumors I'm sure there's people reaching out in back channel ways to Lane Kiffin's representation all that kind of stuff so just from a communication standpoint with you and Kiffin what is that like and how often do y'all talk just to be on the same page if that makes sense well, coach and I talk a lot. I mean, we have a really good relationship and, you know, we, we talk uh, about everything. You know, we talk about the program. We talk about the future. We talk about players, we, you know, a lot, a lot of different things. And, um, but, I, but I will say this coach, coach has been great from a standpoint of, you know, he wants to focus on the team. He wants to focus on this season. You know, obviously every week is a, is a grind. And, uh, you know, we've had some really tough games, you know, the, this past stretch of, of three or four weeks and, and obviously a huge game this weekend. So, um, you know, he, he's, he, he's the type of guy that certainly, you know, will engage in some of that, but then he kind of turns it over to his representation and says, Hey, let's, you know, certainly glad that we're having the conversation, but I've got ball games to win. And I, I really respect that about him that, you know, it's not necessarily about, you know, him getting a new contract or him getting this or whatever. Uh, it's about, Hey, let's go win this game for these, for these young people. And so I, I've really respected that. And, you know, had some really good conversations with his representation, uh, representation. So, uh, it's been good. As far as Ole Miss being able to pay, because that's always the conversation. That's what I always get asked about. Can Ole Miss pay? If so-and-so comes, can Ole Miss do this? 
Is the simple answer yes, Ole Miss can pay for Lane Kiffin? They can do what they need to do? Yes. The simple answer is yes. We will uh, – we, we, resources will, will – I don't think will be a reason, you know, that we wouldn't be able to keep Coach Kiffin. And, um, you know, again, I, I think from a standpoint of, you know, conversations we're having and, and have been having, uh, I think we're in a good spot. You know, um, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the price of poker is certainly going up, uh, not only here at Ole Miss, but across college athletics. And, um, you know, we've seen that trend over the past 10 or 15 years. These, these salaries have really jumped. And, um, we know that we're going to have to be competitive in that space and we're ready to do that. And, um, you know, I think for us, it's about making a commitment to, to football. You know, we, we've got a great thing going right now and, um, we, we've kind of been on this roller coaster with, with Ole Miss football for, for a lot of years where we've had some, some great highs and, and some pretty dramatic lows, you know, and I think for us, that consistency is what, you know, can take us to the next level. And I feel like we've got a coach and, and a staff and a program right now that, that can, that can do that for us. So, uh, we're going to do everything in our power to, to to try to make that happen. I feel like I've talked to you about this a hundred times this year. So let's just make it 101, okay, Keith? Renovating the stadium, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, when does that start? When does all that kind of stuff start? And did you ever consider start over? Just maybe blow it up, blow up the Tad Pad, new stadium where the Tad Pad is, play where Vaught-Hemingway is now, and then move over, then blow it up. Were there any conversations like that, or was it always, this makes the most logistical sense? Yeah, you know, I think initially there were some conversations, you know, when you kind of start, you know, around a table brainstorming on on what we want to do, where we want to go. Um, there were certainly conversations about, you know, do we want to start over and can we start over and is it even physically possible, financially possible, you know, those type of things. And I think we just landed on the fact that we feel like, you know, our stadium is in the right place. We feel like that it's, you know, it needs to stay in its current location. Um, you know, certainly we have a lot of work to do and, and this, this West side, uh, and really it's West and North because we're going to, we're going to get around to the student section, do some really cool things there as well. But, you know, it, it's just the first step of getting our, our stadium to where it needs to be. And so, you know, the way I look at this is, you know, the hope is to have this one ready by the 25 or 26 season, somewhere in that time frame. Um, you know, once we get that done, uh, the architects what well, actually the master planning company right now, um, is looking at what an east side renovation could potentially look like um, and, and really looking at this as a 10 or a 15 year type plan to where, you know, we're going to look up in 15 years and basically have a new stadium. Uh, we're not going to be able to do it overnight. I think financially it didn't make a lot of sense to do that um, when you start talking about the, you know, the, just where construction costs are and, um, you know, just a lot of the things that we would have to deal with with building a, a new stadium to the standard we would want. Um, you know, financially, it was just going to be hard to, to take all that hit at one time. But um, I'm telling you, Ben, this is going to be a fantastic project. Our people are going to be very, very proud of it. Um, if they can just be a little bit patient with us to, to get to where we want to be long term, um, I think we're going to look up and everyone's going to be really happy with, with Vaught Hemingway Stadium. If you could go back in time and tell whoever was making the decisions about adding on to Vaught Hemingway Stadium or doing this, doing that, and tell them to stop, wait, we could have just avoided this. We wouldn't have ran into all these kind of problems right here or whatever. Yeah, well, let me say this. Everybody who has been in this chair or has been an administrator in athletics has tried to do the right thing. Of I mean, course. At, at times, you know, at times, at times when you know, resources are different and you don't have the opportunity to – to, to do kind of a, a huge overhaul. I mean, I, I think a lot of people work really hard over the years. Um, I think what we ran into with this as we started looking at the West side was that there was just so much, you know, old infrastructure. Mm. And when you, when you start talking about, 
you know, what we're dealing with this year with concession issues and, and lines being long and staging areas being uh, overrun as you're trying to walk through the stadium to get to another part, you're running into a concession line, just all the, everything's cramped and hard to maneuver. Um, you know, the, the architects, the master planning folks said, Hey, yeah, we can renovate this and make it pretty nice, but you're still going to have these giant concrete pillars and this and that, that are just going to be, you know, in the way. And so, there, you know, there, there's nothing that anybody did wrong. It's just that we, we've got to, we've got to modernize our stadium. We've got to mm-hmm. make sure that we're, uh, you know, making it better. And um, to me, that's one of the really cool things. I mean, we're going to have great seats and suites and you know, the forward facing to the field is going to be amazing. It's going to be a more vertical structure. Uh, but what I'm really excited about is the concourses and how we can make those better for people and, uh, you know, be, be creative with the way we uh, structure the concessions and those type of things with more technology and grab and go and, uh, you know, a lot of those things. So I think that, you know, that puzzle is going to be really fun to solve. Um, you know, a lot of the spaces we can capture in there for, for offices and, uh, you know, different things that, that we can, you know, add to that west side that are going to be really, really neat as well. So I think that's basically where we, we, we decided that we needed to just go in, you know, start from scratch. Um, and then really just set the tone for where our stadium is going to go over the next 10 or 15 years. That's really interesting. From an athletic structure standpoint, it's much different than, say, a fan. They just see the long concession line and say, hey, fix it. But it goes a little bit deeper than that, considering all the infrastructure issues you're dealing with with the stadium being piecemealed like it's been over the course of the last 20 years, whatever, 40 years. Yeah, and, and one one cool, very interesting stat that, and I've told a few people this is we, you know, when we started looking at this project, we we did a tour, we we went around to different stadiums around the country and got ideas and took notes and those type of things, and we went to Hard Rock in Miami just to look at some of their premium areas, and you know, obviously NFL Stadium, Miami Hurricanes play there, it's it's about the same size as ours, about sixty five thousand. Um, in that stadium, they had nine hundred points of sale. In our stadium, we have 275 points of sale. Oh, so it just tells you that there there's a discrepancy there. That you know, basically, we have one third of the points of sale, and then you factor in the fact that the you know the labor force this year is just hard to get people to work, and we're, we're at times we're 30 to 50 points of sale down based on the fact we just can't man those. Uh, we have to fix that, and that's an infrastructure issue. It's a staffing issue, um, but we got to make sure that we're creative again, you know, in this project and, and make that much better for people. We'll get right back to Ole Miss Athletics Director Keith Carter in this edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Chinese Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. What's your schedule looking like this fall? Don't answer that. I already know. Ole Miss football Saturdays, right? It's all back, and you're going to be there. But when you're making those trips, why not go in style? In the dream car, truck, or Jeep you've always wanted. Well, the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Allen Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They're going to get you into your dream car at a price point you can afford, and the process is going to be as seamless as possible. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now, I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. Well, Alan Samuels has been with me the longest. I myself have bought a car from Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, and there's no better car buying experience. Make sure to ask for Byron or Mason and tell them that Talk of Champions sent you so that you can take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. 
It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? In the Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. You've also mentioned on the renovation that Ole Miss will lose 1,200 to 1,500 seats. Is there discussion of reducing that even more and going to chairbacks in between the 20s and on the sidelines to enhance the experience, or is that the number, 12 to 15? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could it could be as much as 2,000. Um, you know, one of our later models has it up to, you know, losing 2,000 seats. You know, there are going to be a lot of chairback seats, a lot of premium. Um, you know, but I want to make sure, Ben, in this renovation that you know, we don't we don't do something that that you know allows the stadium to become less of a home field advantage. I mean, right. we want to we want to increase that and enhance that. And I think with the way we're building the structure again, with it being more vertical on top of the field, it's going to be able to do that. But I do think people in the stands, in you know, whether you're in a normal seat or you're in in, in a suite or a club, uh, you're going to love your amenity. You're going to have a great seat. You're going to enjoy the game. It's going to be comfortable. Uh, again, you're going to be able to get in and out of concession stands, the restrooms quickly, uh, you know, those type of things. And I think all of that is a part of the game day experience for folks, um, you know, if they want to enjoy it. So that's what we're looking at. All right. So moving on from that to the NIL stuff, 
I've been asked about that constantly. I've always said that that's the future with just recruiting and football recruiting in general. So what role can your office play? Is it playing in NIL? If the Ole Miss fan base isn't engaged, then facility upgrades, staff raises, et cetera, are an investment without a return coming. So how can fans get involved in that way? How is your office helping? Just what is the overall general take there in regards to NIL? Yeah, it, it's it's really you hit on the head. I mean, I, it's so fascinating to see where NIL is going to go, and and obviously, you know, we're four months into it or, or so. Um, and you know, our office has been very proactive. You know, I, I, obviously, there's some limitations with what we can and can't do based on the state law, um, but we're we're looking at all of that. You know, we got some things in you know in, in the hopper that I think are going to be really cool. Uh, you know, not only for our higher profile student athletes, but really for all of our student athletes. I think it's important that, you know, NIL needs to be a, a, you know, a part of of all of our student athletes lives and they need to have opportunities. So, you know, we're looking at some ways to enhance that, you know, across the board with all 400 student athletes. Um, And then obviously, you know, some, some ways to enhance, you know, some of the higher profile student athletes. So uh, we've got some of those things uh, in the works now that we're working on and, you know, hoping to make some announcements on that in the coming months. Um, but it's, it's interesting. We, we certainly here in Oxford, um, have to think creatively and proactively relative to some bigger markets. You know, I mean, it's just a, it's just a fact. I mean, there's some inherent disadvantages of being in a smaller market in that space. Uh, we have some advantages of being a small market from, from other things. So, um, but we get to make sure in that NIL space that we're, we're, we're doing the right things. We're, we're staying ahead of it. Uh, and be, being forward thinking. So stay tuned for some of that stuff. Well, here's the question in a really simple way. Is Ole Miss behind? Are Ole Miss fans stepping up? Where is Ole Miss right now? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think we're behind because again, we're only four months into this. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that we were, we were, we did the right thing initially to make sure that, you know, we wanted to see how it would shake out a little bit. We did certainly didn't want to you know, jump into something and then, you know, realize that we've messed up or put student athletes in a bad position or our department in a bad position. Um, you know, to me, if we can figure this thing out over the next, you know, three or four months, um, you know, you look up, you get into the spring semester and you got all this stuff in play. Um, I think we'll be in a great spot. And, and to your point, how can, how can fans get involved? Um, a lot of that information is coming. We, we actually do have a drop down on our, on our website right now where you can learn more about NIL. Um, but even some more programming and, and, you know, hopefully some things that uh, folks can step up and help with will be, will be coming down the pipe soon. So what do you get asked about the most renovations Lane Kiffin or NIL right now? Mm, I would say um, probably Lane Kiffin right yeah. now. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to go anywhere. Well, it's hard to go. Anywhere. I was going to say on the square, but really anywhere without somebody, you know, tapping me on the shoulder and say, you better not lose our coach. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, we're working on it, you know, and, and I also want to tell them, hey, we can pass the plate around, too, if you want to help, you know. So um, yeah. but no, I, obviously, this is, you know, it started early this year with with, you know, USC you know, letting their coach go and Coach Giffen's ties there. So it kind of starts the conversation. You know, then LSU you know, does their deal and there's you know a few other opportunities out there. So um, normally these don't start until about this time of year. Well, we've been dealing with it all year. And so, again, that's why we've been proactive on that. But uh, NIL is, is a huge topic as well. Um, you know, the renovations, and, and that's about, we love talking about the renovations because that's kind of why we've leaked some of this stuff. We want people talking about it. We're going to launch that officially in January, uh, which is going to be awesome at the bowl game. But um, it's fun. You know, right now we've got a ton going on. 
Um, but it's, it's, it's so cool to be relevant again and people really excited about where we're going. So what's the first renovation that'll get done that Ole Miss fans football-wise can see and go, oh, there, it started, there it is? Well, the, you know, the Manning Center project will actually start around February 1. Uh, and actually, it'll start a little earlier than that because of some of the behind-the-scenes things that are happening with electrical and you're kind of setting the stage for some demolition and, and those type of things. But, uh, you know, we will actually – you know, you'll see a lot of construction over there starting in February, which is exciting. Uh, that project will be done in, uh, I think, June or July of, of 2023. It's about an 18-month project. Um, but then, you know, you're going to see softball starting to move and soccer and uh, phase two of golf. And, you know, a lot of things that are going to really start moving. The next five or six years, there's going to be construction everywhere. And so, you know, the goal is to be done with all of this by, you know, 25, 26 and so it's going to be fun. It's going to be intense. Uh, people are going to have some disruptions. So be patient with us. But um, I'm telling you, when it's all said and done, I, I, to me, as an Ole Miss alum, as somebody who cares deeply about this place, it's about making Ole Miss proud of these projects. And, and when we go out across the country, we can talk about the great things we have at Ole Miss and in Ole Miss athletics. And so, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of responsibility for, for me and our staff to, to get it right, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I think our folks will be proud. And you've been around the silly season so much at this point, and you've been actively involved in it. Not to say that Lane Kiffin's going to be deep off in the silly season. Y'all could get something done and announced and whatever, but preparing for all eventualities, what have you learned your career and being in it, being actively involved in it to where now, no matter what happens one way or the other, you know what's coming and you know how to attack it. Have you prepared in that way? And what have you learned in your past experience to get you ready for whatever the silly season throws at you, which could be uneventful completely or pretty eventful. You just never know. Yeah. And I think that's exactly it. You got to be prepared for all scenarios, you know, and I think that, you know, um, you look at, you know, what could happen, uh, what, you know, you kind of put percentages on, on, on what you think will happen and won't happen. And, um, you know, you got to be prepared for anything. And, and I think, you know, if you're, if you're a good AD, if you're, if you're a good administration, you know, you're ready for all of that. So, um, you know, again, I, I just try to be upfront. I try to be proactive and, and, and get ahead of things. And, you know, sometimes, and, and a lot of times that works, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes you, you still end up kind of in a, in a tough situation or, you know, tricky situation, but, um, you know, a lot of great people around me here to, to help and, uh, you know, bounce things off of and those type of things. And, um, you know, the hope is that you, you have a pretty good plan as you head into the late November and early December. All right. So I'm bouncing around a lot today. I'm sorry. I kind of do that anyway, when I talk to you, man, but I get asked certain questions over and over again. And one of them is about this dead gum mascot is Tony retired. Cause he's been noticeably absent from football this year. Going to jump right back to Keith Carter in this edition of Talk of Champions after we hear briefly from BNA Bank, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Yeah, so so Tony, um, you'll see Tony around the stadium, kind of pregame. Um, you know, I know that, that the kids, you know, kids love Tony and they want to get pictures and do those type of things. So we, we kind of made the decision that you know Tony's not going to be involved in the game day this year. Um, you know, no, nothing official with Tony, but just taking a little bit of a break and 
uh, you know, we're going to see where, uh, where that ends up. Okay. Measured there. Do you feel like Ole Miss has tried a bit too hard with these mascot decisions the last 10 years? Not you, just Ole Miss in general, because what's the harm in having nothing like Texas A&M and Michigan? I, I feel like the mascot issue is way bigger than it should be. It's strange. Um, I would agree. I would agree. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I do think that when you, when you have to make some changes and, and needed changes in that space, um, it does create a void, you know, in, in some ways. And so um, if you could find the perfect solution, you know, it would be great. But unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that, in my opinion, you know. And so um, just trying to kind of take a step back from that and kind of look at it and, and see, you know, where we end up there. Okay. If you need me to go out there and be an idiot, just tell me what costume to wear. I can do that for you. Whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, we may get you out there to do some, yeah. to do some stuff. Who yeah, knows? Ben, just don't say any bad words. That's, that's the only thing. <laughs> All right. And the other one is the band. Um, we've seen the band's campaign to build a new practice field and given their importance to atmosphere at the football games, at all the games, why doesn't the athletic department put this in their facilities initiative? Or is that not an athletics director issue? I just, I don't know the ins and outs of that. Yeah. You know, technically the band you know doesn't report up through athletics and obviously we're a, we're a big supporter of the band. We, mm-hmm. we love what they do. We love what they bring to the game day atmosphere. We want to support them and in, in, you know, any way that we can. Um, and, and, you know, we've had discussions about their, their practice facility. I, you know, I, they need it. There is no question. If you go up to where they practice, it's, it's by far, you know, the, the worst, you know, in our league. I mean, they, they need an improvement there. And so we'll continue to talk about that. Um, you know, I think that, that by them raising money kind of separately, um, you know, that gives them the opportunity to maybe hit a, a little bit different constituency and those type of things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we want them to be successful. We want them to feel good about where they practice. And, um, you know, we'll continue to have those discussions as we move forward. All right. And one of the last things, structurally, do you see anything changing with the conference with expansion? And that could include potentially the conference championship game, doing away with it, because it doesn't really make a lot of sense. What have the conversations been like with all the ADs in the SEC trying to figure out what the league's going to look like once expansion does happen? Yeah, and man, another great puzzle to solve. Um, I feel like we have a lot of puzzles we're working on these days. You do. Um, you got your hands full, we, buddy. We do, and, and it's great. You know, it's it's been fun. But we, we've had um, probably three or four pretty substantial conversations about scheduling. Uh, you know, obviously, as Oklahoma and Texas come into the league at some point. Um, and we, we've made some progress. I think in January we have a meeting down in New Orleans where I think we'll make a lot of progress on that. Uh, you know, do you stay at eight games? Do you go to nine games? Um, you know, what, what do the, what do your opponents look like? Do you have a certain amount of permanence? Um, do you have, do you have divisions? Do you have one big league? Do you have pods? You know, all of those things are, are going to be discussed. And, and I think there's good solutions really with, with all of those options, um, quite candidly. I mean, I think we could come to a good solution, uh, in multiple ways. Um, my, my gut tells me we probably don't ever get rid of the SEC championship game. I think it's just such a, a big event, and, and I think, you know, it's been a, a huge success for the SEC. Um, but who knows? You know, I, I think that anything's on the table. This, this does give us an awesome opportunity to, to fix scheduling, to, to make it where it's, you know, a really cool thing for everyone, uh, where we're playing teams more frequently, which I'm really excited about. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out and, um, you know, couldn't be more excited about, you know, the two new additions to the league. 
Ole Miss has been hovering in that 9 to 15 area as far as the top 25 in football. Where do you stand in regards to expanding the playoff? And do you think that's a realistic thing that could come in the next couple of years? Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, I think the more teams you can give an opportunity to go win a national championship um, is, is great. You know, it, it, it allows multi, you know, more and multiple fan bases to have you know vested interest in, in the, the late season and the postseason and, and, you know, those type of things. And we're probably a very good example. You know, if, if we could somehow win out in, in this year and finish 10 and 2, uh, you're probably going to be around that top 12. You know, you probably get in. And so I, I think that's great for, for folks like us that, you know, maybe haven't cracked the code of getting in that top four yet. So um, I, I would love to see it go to 12. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of positive, you know, momentum for an expansion. I don't know if it's eight, I don't know if it's 12 or, or whatever, but um, I think it's going to happen, you know, in the next few years for sure. Well, last thing, and I don't mean to end it on a bummer note, but I'm watching this case with Oklahoma State, and I know you can't speak or aren't going to speak on another school's NCAA investigative case, but considering what Ole Miss went through and the cooperation aspect of it and seeing the criticism of cooperating with the NCAA, now the NCAA floating the potential of Power Five uh, conferences governing themselves, just what is your overall view right now of the NCAA's role and also cooperation? Because you know what Ole Miss went through. You were there. You were an active part of it and know what the strategy was like in dealing with that stuff. Just what's your overall view of everything right now in regards to the NCAA? Yeah, well, the one thing I will say about Oklahoma State is that if you have not watched the press conference with their basketball coach and their AD, go watch it. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, You know, I I think that the NCAA – there's going to be major changes. I think we're all seeing that. I've been talking about it, you know, for, for a year, you know, that, that, you know, what is it going to look like? Um, and, and I do think that there's got to be some more autonomy. I think there's got to be, um, I think there will be some uh, breakup of the NCAA from a standpoint of, you know, division two and division three, not being governed like division one. You know, I think we're going to see, you know, the, the power fives be able to, you know, to have a little more autonomy even than they have now and, and a little more decision-making power. So uh, there's a big call on Monday um, to discuss, you know, a lot of, of what's been going on at the national level. Um, there's going to be a lot of people on that call to, to listen in and, and kind of see where we're headed. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty dramatic shift. And, and honestly, I think that's much needed. I think that, um, you know, the, the current model just has run its course. And, and I think that, that people are looking for a change. They're looking for something new. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure that if we stay with the current model, uh, that it's going to be sustainable at all. So I, I think there's going to be a big shift and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can be a part of that as the SEC and, and, and helping, you know, craft that and, and kind of what, you know, the governing structure looks like moving forward. What scares you or keeps you awake at night when you think about the future of Ole Miss athletics or college athletics in general? That's a big picture question. Like we said before, a lot of, a lot of puzzles to solve right now. I mean, I think that that keeps me awake a lot, and, and not from a negative way, but just it give me always crippling kind of, anxiety, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I yeah, know. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's that's you know that's kind of part of it. I mean, it's just you're thinking about you know where we're going and how we can stay out in front and, and all of those things. Um, you know, I, I, change is a part of life. You know, and and we're about to see some dramatic shifts with with college athletics and you know NIL transfer portal. Uh, you know, conference realignment. What does the NCAA look like? These are these are monumental shifts that you know we're going to look back in twenty or thirty years and say, man, that 
the NCAA and, and college athletics changed a lot in that two to three year window. So that, that kind of keeps me up at night. You know, you just wake up thinking about one of these various topics and how we're going to handle it here at Ole Miss at the conference level. Um, but, but all that to say is I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I, I think that change and, and pushing the limit and challenging what we're doing is, is a good thing. You know, I think we've always got to be thinking like that, of how we can get better. Um, you know, some people have said, we don't want NIL or we don't want the transfer portal. Well, we're not going backwards. You know, mm-hmm. we're going forward. This, this is happening. And so we have to figure out the best way to move forward and, you know, the best way to you know protect Ole Miss and make sure that we're doing the right things here and, and giving our student athletes and coaches the best opportunities to win championships. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you. Absolutely, Ben. Have a good one.